Well, this morning we have a great word, but we have a great preacher. And it's not me. It's one of our very own. uh, It's uh, someone who got saved in this church. And it's our beloved Pastor Carlos. Amen. Would you welcome Pastor Carlos as he comes down the front? Come on, Pastor Carlos. Thank you, team. I appreciate you guys so much. I took the opportunity to fly out uh, Friday morning. I don't often get the opportunity to go to a conference, and I went to a conference, and it was about uh, emotional healing and things like that. And I always, uh, it's, it's great to go away and hear what other people are getting from the Lord, what revelations they're getting. And uh, I knew I wasn't going to be flying back in till about 11.30 uh, Saturday night. And so Pastor Carlos was more than willing to uh, step up and uh, fill the gap for me. Mind you, this morning when I called him and I asked him how he was going, he says, do you have a word? He said, I'm more than happy uh, to step aside. I said, sir, I am confident in the word God has given you, and I am confident in you. Amen. So come on, give him a welcome as he comes up here. (laughs) Pastor Carlos, I can't say enough good things about you. We live in a world where we look for heroes and celebrities and they, you know, have to be sleek and handsome. Hold up, I'm handsome. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, that fashion role model and we want these perfect figures and uh, I'm not that. You're, you're closer to that than me. I am close. But I love the fact that God chooses people based on what's in their heart. And uh, Pastor Carlos and Liz and their family have been so committed to this church. They have been faithful to me. They have held me up, uh, propped me up. They have been by my side over and over and over again. And the little example that I I gave you about last week is only one of, to say dozens would be to play it down. It's what they do. It's how they live. And having been a preacher's kid, I want you to understand that it's not just what dad decides to do or dad and mom decides to do. The kids pay a price too. And uh, heroes to me are the people who fit the right shape. Heroes to me are people who have a passion in their heart for the things of God. And so this morning I am more than thrilled to share this platform with Pastor Carlos and I know he's going to bless us today. Amen. Amen. Pastor Carlos, I love you. Thank you. I love you. Thank you for the honor. Good man. Do you know I was in the delivery room when he got born? When him and Liz asked Jesus in their heart. Yes. April 30th, 2006. That was my rebirth day. (laughs) You know, I was thinking about it during worship. I was thinking about this man and Liz. And and that's it. And I was thinking about the day they got saved. I remember what I preached. I remember what I preached, and I remember the word that God gave me for them. It was only the second time they had ever visited, and they came out the front and got saved, and crying like babies, and while we were worshiping, I was thinking, I was in the delivery room (laughs) watching my babies get born. Amen. Amen. Proud of you. I don't remember the whole sermon that you preached because I was crying half the time, And, and, and sincerely, thank you. Not, not just because you hear from the Lord and you, and you bring a word that touches people. I'm one of them. But because of all of the things that you've impacted in, in each and every one that's come through this ministry. Praise you God. know, what people don't see is a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. Like when you're praying during the week for people like me that walk in for the first time. <laughs> and they don't know the Lord. 
but they have the opportunity. And if, God's good. if nobody knows our name, but they know him, that's it. We did our job. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go for it, man. I love you. All right. Well, brief introduction there. Good morning, everyone. I am Pastor Carlos or Pastor C. <laughs> if nobody knows Lydia, Lydia is one of our lead worship, uh, worship leaders, blonde hair, beautiful voice. She said, Pastor Carlos, you're, you're, you're a pastor, but you're a little gangster. So I'm going to call you Pastor C, no disrespect, and it's stuck. It's stuck. I just love it. So there we are. I'm going to give you a quick recap on, on Pastor Rob's sermon last week. He, uh, he preached on Jonah. Uh, he's doing a, a sermon series, and, and the title last week was, uh, was, was, was Led by the Spirit or Self-Led, right? Spirit-Led or Self-Led. And it got me thinking, because the, the quick recap on Jonah, Jonah heard from the Lord, but he didn't listen to the Lord. The Lord tells him to go 500 miles one way, he went 2,500 miles the other way. And then ended up where the Lord told him to go. Okay, so quick recap. It got me thinking, how many times do we hear the Lord, but we don't listen? The title of my message today is, You Hear God, But Are You Listening? Thank you, I tried. So to get a couple of the small points out, what's the difference between hearing and listening? In the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, we can get that slide up, says, hearing is the process, function, or power of perceiving sound. You hear noise, but you don't like to listen to it. Listening means to pay attention to sound, hear something with thoughtful attention, and to give consideration. You need to absorb what you're listening to. And in the Word, it says a lot to uh, hear me hear this, hear that. The Lord's always saying, hear this, but the Lord is not, he is not limited by our definitions of words. Okay, take for example, in, in Genesis, when he created us, he said it was good. If you tell someone today something is good, they're like, oh, so it's all right. That's not how God meant it. God meant it as more than excellent, over and above what you can imagine good. So we downplay words. And this, I, I really felt the Lord saying, this is one of those things that is downplayed, the hearing versus listening. So today I'm going to talk about what it means to listen to the Lord. Okay, because we can hear things. I hear the Lord speaking to me all the time when I read my Bible. But when I don't like what I hear, I don't listen. Am I the only one? Can you guys hear me in the back? Because... Okay. You see, uh, I'm going to play like Pastor Robin, come off the stage and walk around a little bit, get a little comfortable with you. I'll talk to this side. See, a lot of times we get challenged by what we're reading. We get challenged by what, what the Lord says. Sometimes you pray for something and, and the Lord says what you don't want to hear. So I try to change his mind. And I'll keep praying and asking and, and be like, all right, Lord, did you change your mind? Is it my way yet? Because I don't want to listen to what you're telling me. I don't want to take what you know. Now, listen to that. I don't want to take what you know is good for me. Because I think I know better than you. I'm not the only one, because that hit me hard. I was like... So, as a sound guy, I'm coming to this side to talk to you here. <laughs> as a sound guy, we are trained to listen. Okay? During a service, we never want to be the reason why the Lord doesn't move. So, like that little crackling from my beard, we listen for stuff like that, for noises. For, we have to pay attention to it. But the problem with that is, we train ourselves to hear what we don't want. 
I'm going to say that again. We train ourselves to hear what we don't want. So what happens with that is all of the stuff that we need to hear, we push it to the side. And we don't listen to what we have to hear. Okay? A lot of times, I'm so busy listening to Pastor Rob's mic, I missed out on the meat and potatoes that he's serving. Oh, side note, um, there will be no smoke alarms today because no one's cooking. <laughs> okay? You know, pa Pastor has a thing with sometimes he preaches and he brings food and all that. Not me. I, I, you know, the Lord challenged me with this because... It's heavy. <laughs> I'm going to get to this in a second because I need a breather. <laughs> so when the Holy Spirit speaks to us, we need to listen. And a lot of times, because we don't like what we hear, we just throw it to the side. We saw it with Jonah. Okay? And when Jonah realized that he was in the wrong pretty sure this was after he got thrown out of a boat <laughs> and he realized he was wrong he did what God said he could have saved himself a lot of swimming a lot of heartache and pain <laughs> turn with me to James 1 verses 19 and 20 we're going to put the, the scriptures up on the, on the screen but if you have your Bible open it and I'm, I'm going to tell you why I was challenged uh, a little over a month ago, start carrying your Bible, even when you come to work. How many of you know that because I work in the church doesn't mean that I have to carry my Bible every single day to church? I do now, because the Lord told me to. And it was one of those things that it made me, it, it, it stopped me in my tracks, because how many times have we turned around, gone back home because we forgot our phone? You're all quiet. This, I mean, am I the only one? I go back for my phone. Well, good for you if you don't. I had to go back for my phone. I've gone back for my keys. I've gone back because I forgot my favorite pen. But how many times have I gone back because I forgot my Bible? There's no way you can listen to the Lord if you're not getting in his presence. So James 1, 19, 1, verses 19 and 20. I'm going to start with verse 1, uh, 19. It says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Take note of this in the CRV, that's the Pastor C version, means listen closely. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen. Stop right there. What are we supposed to do? Slow to speak and slow to become angry. I don't know how many times I was challenged with that. Yeah. Sometimes I'm quick to get angry, quick to speak, but very slow to listen. And when I listen afterwards, I repent of everything that I said and did <laughs> because I didn't take time to listen. <laughs> I, lo I love that I'm not the only one. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. That, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. There is absolutely nothing that we can get angry about that will make God say good job. Yeah, and even this morning when I was reading over my notes again, I had to repent. I'm like, Lord. <laughs> um, this is a, 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 an evolving and growing sermon, so there are some scriptures that might not be in the notes, Omar. And, and this is how we do. James 1.22 says, Do not merely listen to the word and, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. And what is the word telling you? It's telling you to listen. The word is telling you to 
dig in and pay attention to what the Lord is saying. So what holds us back from listening to God? How many times have I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and still prayed, but I've never taken the time to stop and give him a moment to speak to me? I've never stopped and listened to what he has to say about what I'm praying. So I get upset, and I'm, 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 quick, to, I'm quick to become angry because I'm not hearing, I'm not, I'm not getting the response I want. And I'm not giving the Lord time to speak. I'm not listening. How many of you ever tried speaking at a party or, or, or in a large crowd, and, and, and there's so many conversations that you have to say, I'm sorry, uh, can you repeat that? The Lord isn't, he, he's not limited by our definition of words or what we do. He can hear and listen to every one of us all at once. So while he can do this, we have to train ourselves to be the same by listening to what he says. So, one of the things that holds us back um, forgive me um, I'll power up before I grab the bag <clears throat> you know one of the things that holds us back is sometimes we come to church and we bring all this extra baggage. And we bring it and we walk around with it and we drag it up and down the aisles and we come to the front and we try to raise our hands to praise the Lord, but we're not letting go of our baggage, okay? And then when we leave, we walk out with our baggage again. So what's this big bag of goodies that's so heavy? I was trying to find a lighter prop, and the Lord said, no, I want you to see the weight of the, of, of the issue here. Okay? So what holds us back from listening to the Lord? Fear. These are, this bag is full of goodies that, well, they're not goodies anymore. But this is, this is a bag full of, full of things that I used to struggle with. Okay? And at times, it still tries to creep up. But... Because I've learned to listen to the Lord, I've also learned who I am in Christ. And I've also learned that when fear tries to creep up, I tell it to get behind me. Amen. I like that guy. I like that. <laughs> fear is something that tries to creep up on you when you least expect it. I remember growing up, this... 22 buildings where I lived in that neighborhood and a bunch of kids. And every weekend, uh, sometimes during the week after school, we would just get together and go outside and play. Uh, summertime, we'd play baseball. Wintertime, we'd play football. You know, when we felt like going to the park, we'd go play basketball. But I was always the last one picked. I'm, I'm a lovable guy. I don't know why. Even. <laughs> uh, I wasn't great with sports. So... I wasn't the top of the list to get chosen. Uh, to the point that sometimes when they had full teams and I was the one odd man out, they'd be like, oh, well, you take them on your team. Well, <laughs> kids can be brutal. And, and, and that, that kind of stuff sticks with you. So un, unknowing, and I'm sure they didn't do this uh, maliciously, that put a fear of being rejected in me. That put a fear of not being accepted in me. Yeah. Made me want to doubt myself. There's a dozen bricks in here, just so you know. <laughs> Doubting myself was even when I knew absolutely positively that I can do what was in front of me, I would second guess. And I would 
I would hold back from what God had me to do because doubt tried to creep, creep in. Stress. There's no stress in work. There's no stress in home life. There's no stress in ministry. <laughs> you can grab your phones right now, go to Facebook, scroll three times, and you'll find something to stress about. Most of you are friends with me on Facebook, so. <laughs> work. Sometimes work stresses us out, and we take it home. And we can't enjoy the rest of our day because we're stressed about work. It puts doubt in us. It might even instill a little fear. Forgiveness. Ouch. Ouch. Why do I have to forgive, Lord? I thought that was your job. Forgiveness, that is a tough one because we have to forgive not for the other person. We have to forgive for us. And if we want to listen to what the Lord has for us, we have to be willing to put whatever we have on the altar. We have to, whatever we're carrying, put it at the foot of the cross so that we can move on. It doesn't matter what you have to forgive. It's it's hard. It's a challenge. I'm not saying it's it's. A, a simple change, day and night, day to night, you're done, that's it, I've, I've forgiven. No, it, it, will, it will cause things to try to creep back up. And, and, and I've struggled. Okay? I've, I've thought I've forgiven for certain things that's happened in my life growing up. And then something triggers, and I feel that unforgiveness again. And I have to repent and put it before the Lord. Anxiety. I don't know how many times I was shaking like a chihuahua because anxiety just had me to that point. <laughs> Who said that, Galen? <laughs> Mute his mic, Pastor Stephen. Hurts. Sometimes we've been hurt. And we get into a situation that brings back a memory of something that we were hurt by. And before we even give it the benefit of the doubt or try to move forward in a godly way, this hurt has already taken control. So we've already made a decision of the outcome. Because of our past hurts, and not giving it to God and letting him work in us. You know, this, this all comes down to if we take the time to listen to God, he will have the answers that we need. Our past. I got saved at 33 in this church. Pastor Rob shared briefly. When we got saved... Uh, our marriage was not in a great place, Liz and I. Uh, in fact, this was a last resort. Uh, we were ready to part ways. Saturday, we make 30 years together. Okay? And she's not in the room, so I'm going to talk about her. <laughs> uh, when we came to this church... There were a lot of things from my past that I, I, I wasn't proud of. Um, being saved at 33 means there's 33 years of garbage that I have to unlearn. Okay? And then learn what God says and listen to what he's telling me and how I'm supposed to live. I, I talk about that for a moment because my past almost cost me my, 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 my marriage, my family, Everything that is so precious and valuable to me would have been out the window had God not stepped in. Now, the trick to that is you have to let God work. 
Okay? You have to listen to what the Lord is saying. Sometimes he puts somebody like Pastor Rob in front of you that will tell you things you don't want to hear during counseling and he will get in my face and he will say things that I don't want. I don't want to hear that, Pastor. I don't. But I'm going to listen to you because I tried my way and it didn't work. Let's try it God's way one time. Amen. Insecurity. I've struggled with a lot of different things, haven't I? And, and to, be, to be totally honest with you, full disclosure here, when I was preparing for today, I bought 24 bricks. But the bag got heavy. Time. Well, what do you mean by time? We have to make the time to get in the word. We have to make the time to let God speak to us. We have to make the time. We make time for everything else. If you have time to post something on Facebook, guess what? You have time to get in the word. Okay? I was just talking about my wife and kids, family. Sometimes family holds us back from getting in the word. Birthday parties, hangouts, I just don't want to do it. <laughs> nothing against any of these, especially family, nothing against that. But you know what? If it holds us back from getting in the word and, and, and getting in the presence of the Lord, then maybe we need to reprioritize some things. Okay? You want to spend quality time with your family? Get in the Word with them. Ooh. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Who put that there? Soundboard. <laughs> what? Soundboard. Sometimes the things that we love, I love doing sound. I feel out of place when I'm up front here and Pastor Stevens in the back because usually he's up front here and I'm back there and I love it. How does the soundboard keep you from getting in the word and, and listening to the Lord? Well, we get so focused on what we have to do that we also don't take time to dig into the Lord and get in the word. It's lighter now. So now that I've identified some of the things that hold us back from getting in the Word, what do we do? Great question, Pastor C. Thanks for asking. Surround yourself with Christians that will encourage you. Surround yourself with people that are going to not wallow in your pity but they're going to grab you and they're going to drag you forward and say, come on, you're better than this. Okay? What does God say you are? Who does God say you are? Who are you in Christ? All of these things that I'm blessed. I work at a church. I am surrounded by pastors here. I get to talk to Pastor Rob on a regular basis, okay, to encourage me. Sometimes I get to encourage him. Okay, because we, we, we work together. Iron sharpens iron. We have to be there for each other. Nobody can say, I have arrived. I know all of the things. No. We encourage each other. I have to be willing to trust that my relationship with pastor is worth me telling him all of the good things and the bad things I'm struggling with. And trust that because this is a man of God that I look up to, that he's going to encourage me as, as my pastor, as my friend, as somebody that knows the word. Somebody's going to bring me a scripture that's going to encourage me. Somebody that's going to knock me aside the head because I need it and I need to snap out of it. Yeah, I said it. Your friends aren't the ones that tell you what you want to hear. Your friends are the ones that will tell you the truth. 
I'm going to say that again. Your friends are not the ones that tell you what you want to hear. They tell you the truth. They're the ones that will bring truth even if it hurts. That's my pastor. He's my friend. Because I know if, if it hurts me, it doesn't matter. He's going to tell me the truth. And he's not going to do it because he wants me to feel hurt. He's going to do it because he wants to see me not be hurt and move forward and be better. Amen. Turn with me to Exodus 17 for a moment. We're going to start with verse 10. So this is where Moses tells Joshua, get an army together. We're going to go fight the Amalekites. I'm going to go up to the mountaintop. Right? So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held his hands up, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone, put it under him, and, sat on, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. When you surround yourself with people that are strong in the word, strong in the Lord, it doesn't matter how tired and weak you are, they'll be willing to hold your hands up. When you come to church with all of this baggage, and I'm going to do this with an empty bag because it's lighter. When you come to church with all this baggage that you're carrying, there is no possible way you can raise your hands to praise the Lord holding all this weight if you're not willing to leave it at his feet. The problem with that is sometimes we do that, and then at the end of service, oh, I, I feel good. Let me grab my bag and go. And you take it back with you. I've done it. I've come in with a hurt or, 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 or something I'm struggling with. And I've said, Lord, I'm going to put it at the cross. And I have people here that will encourage me and keep my arms raised and keep me excited. And I get to come to the front and worship the Lord or I worship from the sound desk. But then I'm ready to go. I grab my briefcase. I grab my struggles, and I go out the door. <laughs> Y'all are quiet. Come on. <laughs> Thank you. Pastor C, I love it. <laughs> so... I've learned by watching Pastor that, you know, visuals help. I'm going to ask Pastor Jan for a moment. Give me a hand here. See, a lot of times, I know with confidence, when Pastor Jan is in service, she's going to sit front row in the corner. Because this is where she loves to sit to pray for us. Okay? A lot of us like our comfort zone, our, our seats. And I'm not saying this is her comfort zone. I'm not picking on her. She prays for me all the time, and I love it. She is one of those that keep my arms raised. Yeah. But we get so, for me at least, we get in this, in, in this routine that we always see things from one angle. So now you're going to come with me for a minute, and you're just going to sit right here. Because I want you to just see things differently. Guys, this is for you to see. When we change the way we view things, our perspective changes. You can sit there. Thank you. I found by watching Pastor Rob that when you do things like this, you can get away with it, and it's fun. <laughs> but perspective is what changes our our. our our view on certain things, mainly listening to the Lord and what he has to say to us, okay? 
a lot of times I already know the outcome because I've been down this path and I know what I'm doing. And I, I Lord, I, I hear what you're saying, but listen to me. <laughs> That's not how it works. It's, uh, this is when you shut up, Pastor C, and let the Lord speak so you can listen. And that means taking me from this spot and moving me somewhere else that is outside of what I might be comfortable in so I can see things differently. All right, Pastor C, where are you going with all of this? I'm going to give you this one last scripture to summarize everything. When you bring all of this stuff to church, you have to be prepared to cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. 1 Peter 5, 7. This is one of those scriptures that if I can ask you to memorize and embed this in your spirit, this is one of those scriptures that help me when I come to church put things at the feet of the cross and know that whatever I'm struggling with, whatever I'm going through, if I give it to the Lord because I know he cares for me, I will be better. Amen. All right. Well, Pastor Rob, I think we're coming to the point where uh, you get to come up here. Thank you all. God bless you. <clears throat> I love this guy. I love his family. They're good people. Been very, very faithful. You know, you don't, you don't get to see what happens behind the scenes. And uh, Pastor Carlos, Pastor Liz, I called her Pastor Liz, and uh, she, she's freaking out right now. Isn't there a rule about two pastors in one house? <laughs> and uh, Junior... Junior's in uh, the Grace and Faith Kids almost every Sunday doing the sound. Yes. Jackie is either in the nursery or in Grace and Faith Kids. She's usually helping out. Or on stage. You see? Or, or, on, or stage. on stage, right. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. This is what a hero does. They're not always seen out the front. Amen. But their presence is always felt. Amen. And just like Pastor Carlos preached, every one of these bricks was a priority or a problem for him at one point. But because he learned to cast all of his anxiety on the Lord, they became stepping stones. Amen. Amen. And as we cast our anxiety upon the Lord, the things that once were bricks in our lives holding us back, stumbling blocks, they become stepping stones in Jesus Christ. I'm going to ask you to stand. Come, stay with me, Pastor Carlos. I want to ask you to stand. I love what you said, drawing the difference differentiating between hearing and listening. You know, the other day we were talking about when you first came to the Lord and I spent uh, probably 18 months counseling these guys. And the point came up that many people have heard the same counsel yeah. but haven't had the same success. You have to want to change. Yeah, and it's one thing to hear the word of the Lord. It's another thing to listen to the word of the Lord. Hmm. Jonah heard the word of the Lord, but he didn't listen. 
To listen is to reflect on, to engage, and to allow what you heard to affect you. I thank God that you and Liz and your family have listened, and what a change. I mean, <laughs> these guys were one one step away from being a broken family forever. We were one drive away. Yeah. It was come to church or leave. My bags were packed. And I didn't know that. I'm preaching a message about Jesus in the boat with the disciples, and Peter thought this was the end. He's going to die. And he gets angry at God. Don't you care? Sometimes we're in a boat in a storm, and we think God doesn't care. Not realizing God's right there in the boat in the storm with us. These two guys came out the front and were bawling their eyes out. I knew nothing about them. And the Holy Spirit, I put my hands on Liz's head, and the Holy Spirit said, God's going to heal your marriage. And then I, in, in here, what they couldn't hear, I'm saying, you idiot. You don't even know if they have a marriage problem. Why would you say something like that? The Spirit of God speaks. I didn't know. I didn't know them. I didn't know that they were one step away from a dissolved, broken family. Well, they were broken, but about to call it quits. This was their last chance that they gave God. And God spoke to them. But the miracle wasn't just that Sunday. The miracle was week by week as I counseled them. They had to listen. They had to receive it. They had to accept it. They had to act on it. A lot of people have heard the same counseling and didn't get the same results. Yep. But when people listen, won't we'll quickly throw out an excuse. But, you know, you need to understand, uh, I did that because of this. Forget the excuses. Be naked before God and let mm -hmm. God just totally have access to you because every excuse is an opportunity to run away from what God's really saying. That's right. Did you hear me? Every excuse is an opportunity to run away from what God is really saying. You know, we often joke about this now, but God wouldn't let him get away with one thing. God kept showing me things. And every time he was hiding something from God or, and I don't want to say too much, but every time he was being the old Carlos, God would tell me. And I'd call him into the counseling room. And it got to a point where I started arguing with God. I don't, I don't, I don't want to tell him. God says, tell him. I said, God, you're making me get in his face so often. This guy's going to leave the church. And God wouldn't let him off the hook. You know yep. why? God knew he'd listen hmm. and he'd take it. Amen. Amen. And I had to decide that the priority wasn't having another person in the church. The priority had to be having another person healed, delivered, Amen. and set free. Amen. Inside me, and I know we've joked about this many times. I mean, God nailed this guy's butt to the table so many times. And I argued with God. God, he's going to hate me. He's going to leave. And in the flesh, you think, you can't build a church like that. And God says, that's exactly how I build the church. Amen. Amen. You can hear the word of the Lord, but you've got to listen to the word of the Lord. And when we listen, it changes us. The mere decision to listen is the beginning of transformation. All of our butts stop us from listening. Amen. Pastor Carlos, thank yes, you for sharing that word. Amen. Thank you. Thank I you appreciate you being so honest today.
And, and, and I know, he'd rather hide behind there. He says it to me all the time. I, I don't want to be seen. Yeah, I know. I, that's all right. I got eyes behind my head. You should know that. He'd rather hide behind there. But he knew it was important for me to have a break and go away. And he did what doesn't come easy for him. And that's, I love so many things about you. I said to him the other day, I said, who would have thought you and I would have become so close? You see, if we listen to the Holy Spirit, we become close with him. And when we don't listen, we hear, but we don't listen, we don't realize that's the very thing that stops us from being close. Do you know that's true in a marriage too? We listen to our partners. We, we hear them. We hear them. And we get annoyed. We get frustrated. But if we listen from the heart what they're saying, it actually brings us closer. Yeah, it does. Maybe you're here today and you've walked away from and you shut him out, and you don't want to hear him anymore, didn't want to listen, and you went your own way. You're here because God wants to reel you back in. Maybe you've never asked Jesus Christ into your heart. I want to tell you, listen, I've been around a long time. I'm like a good steak. It's aged. I've been around a long time, the best thing I've ever done to give my life over to Jesus Christ. This messed up piece of humanity became a fixed up son of God. Amen. Now, if you've never asked Jesus in your heart today, I want to give you that opportunity. If you've walked away from God, I want to give you that opportunity. If you are born again, I want to give you an opportunity to go beyond just being a Christian and becoming somebody who's listening. Because to the depth that you listen to that other person is to the depth that relationship will grow. I'm going to say that again. To the depth that you listen to that other person that's the level to which relationship will grow. Everyone close your eyes. If you need to ask Jesus Christ in your heart today, you've never done that, or you've walked away from the Lord, I want to give you that opportunity while eyes are closed. Come on, start raising your hand right now. Say, that's me. I want to accept Jesus Christ into my heart. I want to get right with God. I've walked away. I've been rebellious, a bit stubborn. I want to come back to Christ. If that's you, raise your hand. Okay? How many of you are ready to take your relationship with Christ to a whole nother level? That's all? Give me a few more hands. You want to take it to another level? Listen. Because the more you listen to a person, the more those two people become united. When we really listen, relationship is forged. Amen. And I want you to listen to what the Word is telling you, and I want you to listen to what the Holy Spirit is telling you. And they'll never be in disagreement. Our relationship with God grows as we listen not just hear the Word of God, we listen to the Word of God. And we listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying. And when the Holy Spirit tells you, you need to ask that person for forgiveness, you can hear it or you can listen to it. And when we listen to the Spirit of God, we get closer to God. When we listen to His Spirit, amen. Father, I pray right now for every man and every woman, every young person. And within our own lives, help every one of us to come to 
the reality, the ability to differentiate between hearing and listening. And especially, Holy Spirit, I pray that you will continue to open our eyes and our ears so that we will hear and listen you to you. That we will hear you speak and listen, that we will obey, that we will be sons of God led by the Spirit of God, filled with the Spirit, Spirit-filled, Spirit-led. Amen. I thank you, Father. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you will continue to touch people's lives and that you will open them up to a deeper and a greater relationship with you. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are working through this congregation, working in people's situations. I thank you, God, that you are manifesting your goodness in the scenarios that people are experiencing, and they're experiencing more and more of you. And Father, we give you the credit, we give you the praise, we thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Listen to me. This morning, before we ever started the service, I heard from two different sources people come up to me and tell me how God's starting to heal their bodies. And you know what I love about that? I had nothing to do with it. You see, sometimes we pray for somebody and we love to tell how I prayed for them and they got healed. And I get some of the credit and God gets some of the credit. And we've been praying, God, start working in people's lives without us even touching them. Because we want God to get all the credit. You see, during worship, I was thinking about this, and I thought, what it's about is people developing such a relationship with God that they're not dependent on somebody being the mediator between them and God. And real growth in a church is you, the church, growing and hearing from God and obeying God and moving by the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. I want to commend you, church. Well done. Let's keep pushing into God and let's keep believing that He is everything He says He is. And let's believe that we are everything He says we are. Amen. Trust God. Thank you for repeating, um, <clears throat> Lydia, the fact that I always say, Faith is about trusting the character of God. This is all about relationship. And we're building a relationship with Him. Turn around, give someone a high five, give them a hug, whatever their comfort level is, but interact, greet each other, welcome each other, love on each other, bless each other in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, church.